My name is Michael Strumsky, and this is my podcast, People More Interesting Than Me. Each episode, I'll interview a person with a different background to try to understand what circumstances, family, or tragedy has made them into the individual they are today. Enjoy. Thank you for joining me, Dave, for making some time for me. And the other thing, I mean, this is kind of... uh, I don't know, Dave and Michael part two. We used to do uh, a couple of TV episodes back in the day and it probably got as much viewership as mine does as well. Like a handful of people. To be clear, we did a podcast about reviewing TV shows. Yes. Yes. We didn't actually make a TV show from actually, I had a few people reach out to me and tell me that they really missed just hearing us talk about stuff, which kind of is funny, but you know, yeah. So we are not, I know these people. Uh, one of them you do not know, which is funny. I think the others you probably knew. Um, but yes, anyway, digress. Interesting. <laughs> we got to bring maybe, it back. But I'm maybe. I'm also horrible at keeping up with television. So, well, thank you for being on today. Of course, being on today, it sounds like I'm running a, I don't know, a day <laughs> show. Uh, so you're from Stanton, Virginia, originally, correct? And what about your family? I, I guess I, I didn't know about that. Like if your family is originally from the area too. So my mom is originally from Stanton, like grew up in Stanton. And my dad is originally from North Carolina. I don't know how he ended up in Virginia. Probably because my mom was there. I don't even remember. I don't know how they met, honestly. Like I just know. You don't know how your parents much. met? I mean, hopefully over a lovely pork dinner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they started. Ex- sponsored by Tex Barbecue. Uh, no, I, yeah. So, I mean, they just, they've just been there, of course, my whole life. Like we sort of Stanton, but my entire existence is just all Stanton at this point, you know, until I moved out of Stanton, but we can get into that. Okay. And I mean, it's mentioned on the last podcast I do with Kara Piles. Mm-hmm. It's not like the biggest town. It's obviously it's not like a ghost town, but it's, it, it's got a, like a, a nice small downtown, like that nice uh antique shops and like those like really nice little breakfast places stuff like that it's cute i mean it's not big it's not like you're going to like richmond or even it's bigger than charlottesville um you think i i mean in terms of population i wouldn't say it is i mean probably you would know better than i would yeah stanton is like a magical place and please to all my friends because i have friends who still live in stanton and they you know have families now and all that stuff. But for me, it's always Stanton would be a great place for me to retire because a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff there, like antiquing and like they, the, they like to fluff up the history, which to me is they seem to oversell like actually what happened or what, you know, it, it's, it's nice. I, I really love Stanton. You know, it, it gave me, it made me who I am. And, you know, you know, maybe someday I'll move back there, but probably not anytime soon. <laughs> I guess you didn't go too far away for college because you went to JMU, correct? I didn't, to be fair. So I, if, <laughs> I, I've always used this in job interviews and things, but pretty much all of my life I've lived in Virginia. I've lived in Stanton. I lived in Harrisonburg. I lived in Northern Virginia. Um, I now live in Charlottesville. So basically just sort of doing a round trip of, of Virginia at this point. I think I liked being close to Stanton. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I just, I, I really like JMU as well. And it's not too far. I mean, I also worked still while I was in college at home in my parents' restaurant. So 
uh, I was able to do that as well. And I don't know, I just always like the closeness of being at home, and, but not actually being there, just like mm-hmm. knowing that it's relatively close to me. And, you know, I had friends in Harrisburg as well. So question, I didn't even think about this, but this is a good comparison. And I don't think I've, I mean, I've had friends whose parents have had restaurants, but not until this mm-hmm. moment. Is there like a Bob's Burger type vibe? Like, are you kind of like the uh, Louise or like the, uh, do, do yeah. you watch Bob's Burger? Oh, absolutely. Um, I just looked and there weren't any recent episodes for me to watch. Um, yes. If you haven't worked in like, honestly, if you haven't worked in a customer service environment, I really, I, I, I feel it truly has honed my ability to do what I do now, which is like IT customer support in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, you will meet the, the nicest and possibly craziest people you've ever met working in an establishment like that, you know, and they're really good people, you know, maybe not the most upstanding citizens in our community, but they will work damn hard to help keep this business afloat, like a single restaurant. It's not like a chain. It's just a one-stop shop. And yeah, I'm really glad I worked there because I feel like I learned a lot about customer service and my time there, which I use even now. And uh, just just to remind you, this is a family podcast, so please refrain from. Uh, Wait, did I say a curse word? Uh, no, you, you said. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes uh, they sprinkle in there, so it's just... yeah. No, no, it's fine. It kind of spices up stuff. You mentioning that that kind of maybe touches on to the. I, I usually don't bring this out of the podcast this early. I usually hit it at the end, but your enneagram is a type nine, which is my wife, which is kind of like the, uh, they call it the peacekeeper. So you're basically kind of not bending over backwards. You're trying to appease people. And sometimes you sacrifice your comfort. Um, but I mean, nines are, it says accepting, trusting, stable, uh, creative, optimistic, supportive, but the main thing is to keep the peace. Like for example, the, the biggest debate ever between couples, where do you want to go to eat? Would you say that you would sacrifice for that? Probably. I think it's more for me. It's like, I don't even want to continue this conversation where we just kind of teeter totter so much like, Oh, let's, do you want this? Do you want that? What about this? Does this sound good? It's like, I just want to figure it out. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, like if I maybe eat something I'm not like a big fan of, I'll still get something I generally like, but yes, I will generally sacrifice hopefully for the greater good. So that's what I bring it up for the type nine, just because you're saying, you've worked in the restaurant business forever. So the main reason you push towards that and maybe why you're type nine. Yeah, I think it, um, you know, I look at myself as an introvert and I think that may surprise people sometimes. I mean, if you grew up and sort of saw who I was in like middle school or, you know, I'm very different than who I, who I would be now. Um, But experiences like that working in food service, I mean, you were pretty much, you know, talking to nice people and not nice people pretty much throughout as the day goes on. And do you think that same type nine, I guess, theme, you wanted to do computer science. Did you, like going into college, did you kind of have that drive to want to do that? Yeah, so, you know, computer science traditionally is that programmer, um, you know, sitting at a computer writing code. And that's what I, I pretty much did during my my college time. Um, you know, I, I think I got burnt out on that. It's sort of the tail end of like, you know, the, the harder, like 400 level courses um, that I really, I, 
I don't know, I kind of wanted, I basically took that customer service experience and I took that computer knowledge and I, you know, just adapted into support. And that's the nice thing about computer science, pretty broad area to kind of find something like you can do security, you can do networking, you know, you can do support, like, you know, support sort of naturally was the skills that I I learned and the skills that I have honed and I'm now like really good at just in terms of helping people. That works on many levels then. Because like yeah. I said before, it's kind of supportive. You're kind of trying to keep the peace where this is kind of like hands off. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're between a computer. The computer is who you're having problems with. And <laughs> yeah. you don't really need yeah. to worry about that. Yeah. In high school, what was the notion of being gay? You know, growing up in Stanton was kind of interesting, you know, especially, I mean, in high school and college, I was pretty much in the closet, like up until after that. You know, I think it's, I don't know if the resources were there and I just didn't really know where to look as like a closeted queer person. You do a lot of internalizing, like you analyze and you, you know, you probably, and what I did is just overanalyzed, you know, all, the whole situation. You know, I think I probably focus on like what the worst outcome would be in terms of like coming out or, you know, being that person and just kind of like hiding it internally as you sort of grow up to the, so, you know, if there's anything I ever really regret is I wish I would have figured that out a little sooner. I wouldn't change anything because it made me who I am now, like just doing it when I did it and I felt comfortable. But yeah, I mean, I had, there are a lot of straight people in Stanton. There's a lot of straight people in Virginia. You know, Virginia is a kind of interesting, like red state, blue state, like, you know, mm -hmm. blue, we're now red again, just kind of the way the wind blows. You know, I, I, I know Stan just opened their first LGBTQ center, which I think is amazing. That's awesome. So, you know, there's, there's progress even in, you know, Stanton is a place that is history and is, you know, and leaning in, to me is leaning an older generation. You know, I wish I would have had that resource then. Who knows if I actually would have even pushed myself out to even go get that. You know, that's the thing I think about too, is my personality. Would I even have taken that step to go find the people that could help me? So I don't, I don't, you know. I, I think I got very lucky and we can talk about that a little bit, but I don't think Stan hindered my journey. It just kind of mm -hmm. was me living in the place that I was and figuring out who I was. If there was more, I wouldn't say role models, but I guess other like examples, like maybe that would have kind of helped you a little bit more. I don't know. It's like, would I have acted different if there was like a couple that walked down the street? I don't know. I, I you know, even if I probably saw it, I think I'd be so like, reserved in my own sort of personality because you know because you build it up as such this like negative like I mean to me it was like it's going to be this big negative reaction so I don't even want to like remotely think about it deal with that you know just kind of put that on the back burner live my life um, so I don't know I don't think it would have made a difference just because of my me would have held me back from that because um, mm -hmm. I am an introvert you know those things about being peacekeeper you know I, I wouldn't want to disrupt anything even for my own personal um, happiness <laughs> what was it like when you first came out to let's say your your parents and your sister so my parents were like last <laughs> which is like no that, you know that totally makes sense because i mean they have the yeah. biggest impact on your life yes and and i think i you know that's that's really like the pillar that would have hurt the hardest you know i i think coming out to my friends who you know luckily i met people like you and the piles etc you know they were like my secondary family like they i mean i have other friends too you know i just am shutting out people but like my friends I, became my like pseudo yeah you mind if i cut in 
I just sure. have one thing. I know I'm going to forget it and it's going to be totally irrelevant by the time you finish. So remember <laughs> what you're saying. So I was talking to Craig the other day and he was telling me that you had come out to him at, at the Lewis beach and oh, he was like, that's cool, man. Doesn't change anything between us. And I was like, that is such a good thing to say, Craig, especially oh, yeah. you, you being hammered. He said he was completely <laughs> obliterated. So that he, is honestly social influence, alcohol, anything that helps kind of lubricate a situation. Sorry, that's a horrible thing no, to say. No, you know, it's just it's I took true. advantage of those those situations because I I almost, wow, I haven't even thought about those for so long because they feel so long ago at this point. But yes, I definitely took advantage of those being a little... Uh, yeah, in, in an so. inebriated state. Yeah, Yes, totally inebriated. I was like, what's the professional word? I don't want to... Like, I assume just... you didn't do that with your parents, though. <laughs> no, no. And that's what I think made it even harder, even still, when I think back. I like, you know, it's just, I vividly remember sitting in a living room and just kind of feeling it come to a head and, and really wanting to, you know do it and it was totally fine very same sentiment you know I think my sister has sort of blazed a trail a little bit in terms of that because she had done it prior and and that's why I don't know why I didn't even think about that originally I mean it's like that didn't even matter to me it still was like this darkness of dealing with it personally is your sister younger or older she's older by two years oh okay I was about to say if she was younger man So I don't know why I was so worried because it's already sort of happened and my, you know, my parents dealt with it in a way then. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, especially with parents or people not in your generation or even people in your generation, you know, I think you just have to kind of give them the space to, there are people who are very unlucky. Like they tell their parents and they kick them out because of reasons that I will never understand. I can never explain. You know, I hope people get more lucky to have people who maybe need time and space to understand. It's not, it doesn't mean, you know, at face value, they will understand when you tell them. It's just they will naturally take the time to sort of understand that, you know, you are the per- you are still the person you are before, after, and it's just a better way for you to live your best life. Yeah, that's my biggest hope. I got very lucky with the friends and the family that I have in that moment. So it really was like a washing away of all of that negative spirit. I I guess I've never heard the story. And it's like one of those conversations, like you would say that people have to be lubricated to have those questions with. So you you didn't really have any, any like horrible stories. Not really, you know, there's probably tertiary people that I went to high school with or like, you know, but the people that I talked to regularly, the people that I would see, you know, those are the people I wanted to know. I don't care what people I don't see anymore know and if they support and they probably don't like, you know, I I deleted Facebook a long time ago for so many reasons, really kind of including that one because I I I don't want to like live this sort of digital fantasy life where I don't really be myself on my own page because if you don't understand like or you don't agree like and I also don't want those opinions you know I maybe I'm putting myself in sort of a a bubble but I just I see no value add there Um, so maybe those people don't care or or, you know or have difference but the people that I you know work through my little like list and letting people know back then you know they didn't care and I'm so grateful for that. Well, just a note on the Facebook thing. I saw that you got back on Instagram, which I'm very grateful for. 
and the people I honestly like your content that you used to have, like it was spot on. I, I, I like all the dog posts, but you would have other stuff that was good. And I'm sorry that that made you uncomfortable and you got off because I thought you you're one of those few people where you see the bubble and you want yeah. to click on it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's nice. I, I want to see know. the content. And then you you kind of dropped off. And obviously, yeah, I had a, I think I there was social media. I was like big into social media. Like it's, I was on the invite only Facebook back in the day. Like when you had to have <laughs> a college university ID, I used my. Uh, community college email address at the time we're, to sign we're up close with the zuck that's what you're trying to oh absolutely oh god no <laughs> um you know and i i would post uh, my twitter would be posted you know every like thought or emotion i had a blog you know before blogs of zanga you know any outlet that you could have you know but i think there's a huge i i, I now think of that person and like how happy go lucky he was about all of this information on the internet and i am not that person anymore i am my instagram is barely anything anything i did post or like the stories that go away you know because it's just me either having fun with a recipe or like just literally gabbing about something that's driving me crazy so yeah i want to hear that though <laughs> it will, I, that will be there i will i still like to do that you know and and the interesting circle that I've remade with people who I haven't talked to in a long time. But a lot of people don't actually even post on Instagram. It's just like, I think they just like to look at other people who do post because social media I have learned is, you know, even at its private of private privacy, it's still out there. It's someone's data. Facebook is making money off of you. I'm so sorry to break it to you. We're sorry, Facebook. (laughs) You will probably not have a Facebook sponsorship after this Episode. Okay, I'll take the hit. Uh, we'll do. I'll do Squarespace, Mailchimp. Perfect, perfect. Uh, I love Squarespace. Super easy UI. <laughs> and yeah, didn't you use that for? I'll, I'll plug it right now. Uh, Peck's oh Barbecue, right off eighty-one. If you're headed from Roanoke North or you're headed down from DC, try Peck's Barbecue. Nice, nice. In Thank Stanton, you. Virginia. There you go. There's. Yeah, I know you want to segue to the website, which I actually did not make on Squarespace. I actually coded that on my own. It kind of helped me, kind I, of, you know. I swear I, do like I saw it at that. the bottom, though. I, I swear I saw it. <laughs> I did. It was done by. No, Squarespace. it says. It says I took like the background image from a uh, different um, from a yeah, website they, where you have to give them and like give them like a shout out, and it's been there for years. I have no idea. Hopefully that I haven't even clicked on that link. I hope that website's still uh, not something horrible (laughs) anyway okay let me wrap this up with the stuff that i usually say i already gone over your enneagram type nine how do you think the environment that you were provided and you kind of grew into not just i guess in stanton but through like jmu and i guess your friends how do you think that shaped you into i guess the person you are today uh there was a time where i was so introverted to a point that I wouldn't really talk to anyone. I mean, maybe that's where that social media part was kind of my my outlet uh, in terms of social interaction, but it, you're really just kind of pushing that sort of outward. Um, you know, I think, you know, with that setup, you know, I was able to kind of push out of that in a way, meet people who I still keep up with, interact with, and, you know, ultimately being able to live sort of who I, I, I am um, without any sort of regrets, uh, you know, even with like with my parents 
understanding. I think I just got really lucky. There are a lot of stories about people who do not get lucky. And I, and I feel for those people, but, you know, I can only share my experience and really just hope that that becomes less of a thing in the future. So I, I feel lucky that I was able to kind of grow up and the experiences that I had, maybe they weren't perfect. You know, I, I think no family is perfect. I spent a lot of time thinking that there was like this nuclear family image that all families, you have to be a good, perfect family, but that doesn't exist. I'm sorry. It's just not reality. You know, everyone has their own problems and issues. And to me, you know, my, my coming out was a very big part of me, but it's, you know, not the biggest thing that's ever happened. So I'm just glad to have made it through. Okay. I like it. So the last and final question I like to ask that usually get some interesting responses. What is something that your parents did that you would like to pass on? And what is something you try to avoid mm. if you do have kids? I, no, I, 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 I like the question. I like, I, I think, you know, I, um, I sort of touched on one part earlier about people have images in their head about how their life's going to go. And then you throw a complete wrench in there. Obviously, it's not going to be what they imagine, but I really hope that you know, what I would give to someone is, is having space to understand something that maybe wasn't what I would have imagined because, you know, you can't strive for perfection. So I would try to just be as understanding as I could and really support as much as you can. I think I was very lucky as well to, you know, grow up in a pretty middle-class kind of family. I mean, we weren't very well off or, you know, like lived in the mansions of some of the people I went to public school with, but, um, you know, it was still like a very supportive environment. And I think at a minimum, that's what you have to give your kids or anyone around you is just support them and help them and talk to them, understand them. Okay. It was a positive and a negative. What was something that you would? Ooh, I, I have to tell the story, then I'll say a negative. Um, my when I was in high school, one of my like friends, friends, older brothers, super nice guy. He was like a few years older than all of us, but he would like hang out every once in a while. And um, he was like the first person who like had a kid, like you know. And I was probably like early twenties, I don't know. Um, and we were like hanging out at his house, like beer, and I was like, "How is it? Like, what is it like?" And we would always have these sort of deep conversations. Um, and I was just like, "What is it like having a kid now?" Like do you feel different? Like, you know, I always imagined there was like an adult, like light switch you turn on and you're an adult now, like, and now you have to do adult things like, you know, buy a home and I don't know, whatever. And he's like, it's no different. Like, I'm still the same person I was yesterday, even now there's just a child, you know, needing my attention. And you can probably, you know, we can talk about that on your episode, but it really, that was kind of the, you know, it's, it's a silly sort of story that was just, I think about, and I think that, you know, parents do as well as they can. Um, I don't know if I, I wish I wouldn't have imagined this family that I wanted to obtain when it really wasn't there. You know, they did what they needed to do to get me where I am. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that. I think I just imagined this different scenario of like, a 60s sitcom of like, you know, pot roast. And I don't know, I don't know where that even came from, but it just felt so like ingrained to the point that then you realize that they are people, they have issues, they have things they have to work through, you know, but they're, you know, you can't, you just got to do your best. Well, thank you for joining me. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really, I really appreciate it, sir. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. If you like this week's episode of People More Interesting Than Me, please follow me on Apple Podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these.